create the content and put it out there knowing that you're likely going to get judged at some point. And I actually think it's a good thing when I get judged for something or somebody doesn't agree with it, because then I know I'm creating content that's creating an impact. It's triggering something in them to create the judgment or to form the judgment, but then it also rallying or supporting my people that resonate with the message that I'm putting out into the world. And the other big one is, this was sort of like a mind flip for me was if I don't share my story and I don't put my content out there in the most truthful, authentic way possible, that I'm actually doing my audience a disservice because by me showing up in the most authentic, truthful way, I'm inspiring others to do the same. I stopped focusing on like, what are people going to say? And what if someone rejects me or doesn't like what I do? And I put so much more of my energy into the people that I can help and support because that's what I'm here to do is to impact them. And I know that what I put out there is not going to impact everybody. And I don't want it to, right? I want it to impact my people and people that are ready for the message. Hello, Frillis creator and friend. I'm so glad that you're tuning in today. And we're going to take time in this episode to explore the idea of your story matters and writing well with this interview featuring today's guest, Katherine Thompson. You're going to learn so much about her in the beginning of this interview to see why she is the perfect person to speak to this topic of propelling from passion to profit. I'm so excited for you to hear and to glean and to grow in the wisdom and be sure to stick around till the very end because we are going to dive deep in some takeaways that you're really going to want to take note of and you're going to want to apply on your journey to going from passion to profit. Today's episode is brought to you by the Fearless Creator Artistic Project, sponsored by Fulton County Arts and Culture, to provide a space where there will be ongoing compilation of opportunities to meet online, learn, share, write, and enjoy art. Everything we discuss in this episode, including the show notes, can be found at thefearlesscreator.com slash Catherine. And as a beloved listener, you can access your free Writing Well workbook and do not miss the opportunity to join us for our continued Writing Well workshop series. This is just what you need to begin your journey to writing well this season for yourself, loved one, or community. You decide who you will share your story with so they can receive what you are conveying with words well written. Learn more at thefearlesscreator.com slash writingwell or text fearless creator to 81257. Hello, Radiant Pearls, Fearless Creators. It is so wonderful to have with me here today, the lovely Catherine Thompson. And she is a messaging strategist, a copywriter with more than 15 years of experience. She graduated with a Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Saskatchewan and a Master of Arts in Professional Communications from Royal Roads University. After many years working um, in this private and public sector organizations, Catherine branched out and started her own business consultancy firm, Creatively Owned. And I'm just so delighted to have her here to share her expertise and to help you to understand how you can really profit with your passion being the foremost thing that you're doing. You can find passion and still profit. So welcome, Catherine. It's so good to have you here with us today. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you guys. 
Yes. Awesome. So we had a chance, even with the work that you do, you submitted a beautiful guest post. And I love that you are actively finding ways to share your gifts and your talents in the form of writing, even as a copywriter, showing up in these places, doing what you love. And I'd love to get an idea of how did you go about finding that this was a part of your purpose, your purpose in this season? Yeah. So it's such an awesome question because I think like you mentioned I spent 15 years working in corporate marketing communications and four years ago or four and a half years ago now I ditched that corporate career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship but not in marketing and communications writing I actually opened a winemaking business and Mm. I realized um, I loved wine I love wine and food and culture but I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't the passion that I wanted to pursue so we recently actually just sold that business writing and storytelling has always been something sort of deep rooted in me. But early on in my childhood, I was told by a teacher that I wasn't a good writer. Don't ever try to make a career of this, right? Mm -hmm. Go do math or science or something like that. And so it was ingrained in me at a very young age, probably grade five, that I wasn't a writer. And so it wasn't until I actually did my master's degree that at the age of 27, that uh, ended up writing a book as a result of it. And I wrote this book and everyone was like, oh my gosh, your, your storytelling is just so amazing. And you're such a good writer. And it took a while for that to sink in, obviously continue to work in corporate, went out and pursued that business in winemaking, and then eventually realized two years into that winemaking business that I actually want to be a writer and help other people really share their stories with the world so that they can have an impact doing that. That is incredible, Catherine, just hearing your story and how even the discouragement that you received as a young individual, as a child, and pushing past that and overcoming that it's been a thread that I've been hearing from so many of our guests or featured guests who have accomplished incredible things like yourself. And you really push past that and we're all the better for it. I'm just so grateful that you really still continue to pursue and even come across the fact that that really is your passion and part of your calling in this season. Yeah. Um, I definitely would love to find out as you took this journey in even writing that particular book and not realizing maybe even in that moment that you were fully gifted and called to do that. What did you push through in terms of setbacks and you were able to really get to that place where you were able to fully complete that mission to write that book and to write that well? I'd love to hear your process in that. Yeah. And you know, it's it's so interesting because I think I'd always heard about writer's block and having that lot most writers go through some type of creative block as they're writing the book, publishing the book, whatever it might be. And it was interesting because I sat probably for an entire month trying and forcing to write this book and the words just weren't flowing. I think there was a lot of holding on to that judgment from childhood that I wasn't a good writer. And I had part of writing that book was I had traveled actually to the Philippines and I lived in a remote village for close to three months and I was sharing their story. And so I wanted to one, do justice for their story because I was sharing it on behalf of this very indigenous community. And I wanted to make sure that what I was sharing reflected the essence of their lived experience, Mm -hmm. which is difficult to do. And so what ended up happening was I spent that whole month sort of in that writer's block with that judgment. And I eventually kind of tweaked it. I wrote it from my perspective because I realized that I was trying to force myself to write from their 
their lived experience, which is very difficult to share somebody else's lived experience and really kind of do it justice. And so I ended up changing midway through and, and really writing from my perspective, my story, my experience of meeting this com- very remote community, what I felt was the experience that I went through being there. And so for me, it was about letting go of trying to get it perfect the first time. And so knowing that there, that writing and creating and creation is a process. And so I remember it was my thesis advisor was like, just write, just sit down and write, try to get 500 words down or a thousand words a day and don't self edit, just start writing and Mm -hmm. the ideas will come and it'll start to form. And so that was probably the biggest learning as I was writing this book. And then two, that the story and the way in which I thought in my mind, I was going to share it eventually evolved and changed. And knowing that in any creative process that that's likely going to happen, this idea of what we think we want or the way we want to do something is going to eventually translate probably into something different and to be okay Mm -hmm. with that evolving and sort of shifting and changing. And so I think that once I got over the idea of feeling like I needed to will the words out of me Mm -hmm. and just sort of let go and stop forcing and pushing, that's when I was able to tap into that sort of creative juice, so to speak, or have the words sort of flow through me because I wasn't forcing. And that resistance, I always say is that resistance creates the blocks, right? And so Mm. you hear the staring at this blinking cursor and I just, the words aren't coming. And so I I eventually, I walked away from the computer, which is people like, what? You walked away from the computer and that's when the story came? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like getting out in nature and meditating and just doing other things, cooking, whatever it might be. That's how inspiration hits me is Mm -hmm. when I'm actually doing something else, not when I'm sitting there trying to force an article or a story. Yeah. Oh, I just love that. Just I love how you've pointed out the fact that inspiration does strike sometimes when you least expect it, when you are operating in everyday living, you're enjoying life, you're living out your passion and and taking time to be reflective. There is a story deep inside of each of us. And I love that that can be brought forth when you're taking that time intentionally to just enjoy being um, in life. And so many people don't recognize, just as you were saying, that that there is a process. And I love you that you did point out too, that there is this idea of that brain dump that needs to happen, that brainstorming and not limiting yourself. Because yes, when you just set yourself down and in a box and you're contained, then that creativity, that juice is not able to flow. And sometimes it does. I I love that imagery that it does start to take form after you've been able to just flesh it out and put it out on paper. And I love that you became a master at that, even having pursued your master's and recognizing that the people who were teaching you, whether it's your professors or the people who were in your corner showing you the way and guiding you, led you to be able to take the right and necessary steps. And you're now even sharing that with us and our listeners who are maybe coming across that block and they're wanting to just push forward and they don't really know what steps to take. And so that brain dump is just such a gem to remember. Now, as you were sharing that story, it brought me to that idea of even the name of your business. And I'd love to hear creatively owned. There's so much message just within that title. And as a writer yourself and you dealing with copywriting, I would love to find out how you came about with that concept, that name and what that represents even for you as a writer and what you do. It's so beautiful. 
Yeah, thank you. Because, you know, it's funny, it took me a while to come up with the name, right? So it's not like it just kind of hit. I was, again, sort of brain dumping all these ideas of kind of what I wanted to portray and what I wanted to come across. And creativity or creative expression was is really important to me, whether that's in writing, whether that's in painting, whether that's in photography, whatever it might be that I believe that we all are creative beings and that we all have a way of expressing that, whatever that might be. And so I really wanted the word creative or creatively to be in there, but also owned in that you get, you own your story, right? Whatever you're creating, that masterpiece is yours. And so really speaking to sort of a creative business owner and that you can build a business around your creative expression, whatever that might be, photography, painting, pottery, all of that. And so that's where it really stemmed from for me, because I think there's this deep conditioning, whether it's growing as we grow up, that the arts don't make money or creative work doesn't make money. And they're that starving artist mentality. And I think I was really wanting to show people that they can build a business around their passion, whatever that might be, and and specifically around sort of being a creator or creative person, which I do believe that we all have that creative expression within us. It's just a matter of tapping into it and sharing it. So... Wow, so beautiful. And we are going to go a little bit even into the guest post that you wrote, because even the title for that and knowing that you're a copywriter, we want to definitely take time to kind of go deep into how you really go about informing these words and these titles and the process, because some people really do have a hard time in recognizing that there is a way, a process of going about forming your words and your stories and your titles for impact, right? And so you've been doing this for quite some time before we came on air live, just really hearing how you've been blessed to do what you're passionate about and to also profit in that area and seeing that you've been able to gain new contracts and large ones that so many people are trying and working so hard to make what they're passionate about profitable. And so I'd love for you to share your wisdom and how even with your experience, how you were able to really go forth and pursue maybe the right projects and the right opportunities. How did you put yourself out there so that you could profit from an area that you are just so passionate about serving and showing up in your business? Yeah. So I think the first thing for me that is big learning from ditching corporate and pursuing the winemaking business was really getting in alignment with who I was and being so grounded in that. Because I think when I jumped from corporate, I jumped into a business that I wasn't in alignment with. I I knew I wanted to do entrepreneurship. And I think there was still part of me then that didn't believe that I could do writing or help people with copywriting and content creation and all of that. I didn't think there was still part of me that hadn't overcome that limiting belief so to speak. And Mm so I jumped into entrepreneurship thinking that that would solve my problems or I'd be happier being my own boss. But in reality, I was so out of alignment that I made that leap without knowing I was out of alignment and soon realized this wasn't my path. So I think really for me is making sure that I'm grounded and in alignment with the decisions that I make. And every action I make is that aligned action, so to speak. And that takes practice. So it's not like one day I didn't even know what alignment was. I didn't know that I was living out of alignment until I was so out of alignment that there was things causing, whether it was chronic pain or deep frustration and resentment and anger and all of those sorts of things started to kind of bubble up for me. And I realized 
realized, yeah, that I needed to really sort of take the time to figure out what I wanted to do. And I always came back to writing, which it was something I never thought was a gift of mine. Again, like, I said I was someone who wasn't a good writer. And sometimes when we're naturally gifted at things, we can overlook that it is a gift that other people don't have or other people need help with. And so I, I started to take on sort of like smaller projects, just get my feet wet in things before kind of going all in on the business. And I mentioned I sold our brick and mortar in September and went all in on creatively owned. And so it's, again, making that sort of aligned decision, looking at yourself and figuring out what is that natural thing that you're really good at that people come to you and ask you questions about what lights you up when you're in your work. And because people always say burnout comes from working too hard. But for me, burnout comes from doing the wrong kind of work. Mm. So I struggle with that because I like to work when I'm doing the right kind of work. And so I always say that to people is like, if you're feeling that level of burnout, it might not be because you're working too hard. It's might mm. be because you're doing the wrong kind of work and really tuning it and being okay to pivot, right? Mm. I think that I had that business and, you know, I had it for four years and I was afraid to pivot. Like, well, what are people going to think? It's like, I'm jumping from job to job to job, but mm. I really feel now that I'm grounded in really pursuing or here doing the thing I meant meant to do, mm. right? And so again, it's getting really confident in who you are and what you stand for and overcoming maybe some of that self-criticism or family expectations, right? Is a big one is we have family, maybe obligations or expectations and, and there's that fear around going after what we want or maybe not believing in ourselves that we can actually do it. And so for me, it was also surrounding myself with people that were like-minded, but also having mentors of my own that could guide me and help me and support me. So I've always had surrounded myself with mentors, whether it's my thesis advisor for my master's or it's mm -hmm. somebody in corporate, that sort of thing. Because we can talk ourselves out of something really quickly, especially if we're out of alignment and someone says something like, well, that'll never work, right? And usually when someone offers that opinion of like what's going to work or what doesn't work, it's just their own projection of what they think is possible, right? And so it's really knowing what's possible for you. And it is scary, right? I mean, even the fearless creator, right? is like you have to be fearless if you want to create because it takes a lot of courage and bravery and going against the grain, so to speak, and not necessarily listening to all the opinions that are out there because everybody has an opinion, right? And so that's sort of where for me, and, and again, it's a work in, work in progress, right? It's always coming up again, maybe something that's a limiting belief or whatnot. And so I just think that going out and, and going after and then and finding and landing clients for me, again, the more aligned you are, the easier that is. I don't think that there's this old sort of mentality, that sort of push marketing or that like, I have to go out and just be scrappy and find people. And, I, and I'm of the mentality, the minute I released and let go and sort of sat back in that feminine energy is just clients started to sort of appear in my sphere because I wasn't pushing or trying so hard. Mm -hmm. And then those clients were aligned with me, right? So, yeah. Wow. So beautiful. I think even while you were sharing there, I was able to pull out not only the alignment, but yeah. being so grounded, recognizing your gift. I feel like it does have to do too with you knowing what you like, knowing who you are, what you're gifted to do, yes. especially 
in this specific season. I love when you point out making that pivot because sometimes we do end up spending too long in an area that can be profitable, but isn't our passion. And then we experience that burnout that can even lead to the detriment of our health. And all of that trickles down into all the aspects of our lives. And I I love that you did point out being a fearless creator because you're thinking about the fact that you are going to still encounter fears and doubts, but you are just going to still push through. If you're in alignment, you know that you are purposed for this, you're passionate about this, then even though you're putting on all those hours, all the time necessary to grow your business and to become profitable, you are going to still be rejuvenated because you're doing what it is you're called to do and that you're passionate about. And it's not for just the reason of making money. It's because it's a part of your calling and you live and breathe it. And sometimes people wonder, how is it that you have those entrepreneurs who are able to do so much. And we all have the same amount of hours in our day, right? And they spend so much time. Sometimes that idea and the concept of being a workaholic, it's not necessarily because it's the money that's driving us. Hopefully not because that will not last. But it is the idea of that. This is something that gives you breath. It gives you life and you're walking and operating in your calling. And I, I just really love that you've taken time to break that down. And even later sharing the fact that Getting those clients, getting to that place of profitability, it's going to happen if you are truly walking in that alignment and in that space, in your sphere. People are going to be drawn to you because they're going to see, wow, not only is she gifted for this, but she is operating in excellence. And I want to be a part of this. I want to hire her to help me. And I can be a testimony even with you, Catherine. I just hearing that you've been able to really get to that level where you're able to hire your VA and you're able yeah. to do the things that now scaling your, yeah. your business. And I found just with what you were saying, even in my own life, just seeing how, yes, getting DMs, getting emails, getting, yeah. and you wonder how they find you. Sometimes I ask, okay, how did you find, find this? I'm thinking it has to do with a summit or some sort of promotion that I've, I'm recently a part of. And you find out it's a YouTube video or something you created a while back. But because you're not giving up, you're consistently and constantly trying to find ways to serve and to show up and operate in your gifting and you're in alignment. Eventually, your people will find you if you do not give up. Right. Totally, totally. And it is that attraction, right? It's like you said, it becomes it's magnetic, right? People want to be in your space when you are in alignment, your energy's high, people see that. And like you said, I mean, I'll get DMs or emails. And it's like, where did they come from? Right? And to explain it to people, sometimes they look at you like, well, there's got to be you have a strategy or something, right? And yeah, I do have a strategy where I'm, I get visible and I get out there and I write and all these sorts of things. But yeah, it is that energy that they feel. And I really, really really believe that is what attracts people into your space. And yes, obviously, I'm gifted in what I do. And as many creators are gifted in what they do. And so it's just a matter of, like you said, getting in that alignment, and then your energy is in alignment, you attract what is meant for you. So amen, amen, you're preaching there. Yeah. And, and I, I really love you just pointed out here in our conversation that you put yourself out there and people, for whatever reason, they experience fear off putting themselves out there even before they may be ready. And I think I'd love for you to touch on that because we know that writing is a process. You get better over time if you do it 
long enough, if you are consistent with it and you just keep working at it, how are you going to get to that place where you're truly proud of the work that you're producing if you don't start somewhere? And so I would love for you to share how you were able to just really put yourself out there and find ways to improve each time that you were showing up in these different spaces to encourage our listeners who are grappling with that fear and wanting to go ahead and really push past that to become the very best they can be so that others will be drawn to the work that they produce and they can really become profitable in their passion. Yeah. So the I think the first big one is, is that fear of judgment or fear of rejection or basically two of the most like primal fears that people have, right? They don't want to be judged by others. They want to be liked and they don't want that rejection of people maybe not buying or signing up for whatever it is that they're they're selling. And so that prevents us, especially in the early days of business. It, it was a fear of mine, right? Of like really showing who I am and showing who you are authentically is a vulnerable place to be. And so it's hard, especially in those early days of business, especially if you have a personal brand. For me, again, it's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. I didn't get over the fear of being judged or that rejection. I, I didn't get over it. And there's days that I still grapple with it, right? It's like, oh, if I post this, this is pretty bold. This is a bold statement I'm making. Like, what am I going to get? Right. And so it really is about doing like getting out, just putting content out there, creating content, creating what it is that you're creating and and putting it out there, knowing that someone's always going to judge you and someone is, it's okay that you don't want everyone to buy from you. You want your people to buy from you. So it's like releasing that need to have that validation that if they buy, then what I offer is good enough. Right. And so I think that was where I really struggled was like, is, is what I'm doing good enough? And if people don't buy, is that telling me that I'm not good enough, right? So it's tuning into your own self-worth and not holding on to the idea that you need that validation from people, just really confidently knowing that what you have to offer is good. And again, I started Creatively Owned two years ago. And probably this fall was when I started to see a big shift in the content I was putting out. It was a lot more of like, who I am and what I stand for. It took me a year and a half to do it. It doesn't happen overnight. And I'm a pretty bold person. So I can get where I'm fairly extroverted, right? So if you're an introvert, it can even be harder for you to do that. And I just think that is surrounding yourself with good people, get the support that you need and create the content and put it out there knowing that you're likely going to get judged at some point. And I actually think it's a good thing when I get judged for something or somebody doesn't agree with it, because then I know I'm creating content that's creating an impact. It's triggering something in them to create the judgment or to form the judgment, but then it also rallying or supporting my people that resonate with the message that I'm putting out into the world. And the other big one is, this was sort of like a mind flip for me was if I don't share my story and I don't put my content out there in the most truthful, authentic way possible, that I'm actually doing my audience a disservice because by me showing up in the most authentic, truthful way, I'm inspiring others to do the same. I stopped focusing on like, what are people going to say? And what if someone rejects me or doesn't like what I do? And I put so much more of my energy into the people that I can help and support because that's what I'm here to do is to impact them. And I know that what I put out there is not going to impact everybody. And I don't want it to, right? I want it to impact my people and people that are ready for the message. So if you are creating content that is bold or really standing and your truth is not everybody's truth, right? And so that was the other thing I had to separate is that I have a truth and I have a message, but it's not everybody's truth and it's okay. So my self-acceptance and my own truth, but also accepting other people's truth, right? The division kind of goes down and there's no like segregation or separation because it's like, you're allowed to speak 
your truth and I'm allowed to speak my truth and they might be different, but that's okay. That's when I really started to fully powerfully step in. And there was a major transition, like in the fall, late last year, people started reaching out and they're like, wow, like I can tell that you are talking and speaking your truth. Not that I wasn't before, but it was filtered because I was scared. I put myself out there too much that people wouldn't like me and or like what I had to say. And so it's a process. It definitely is. Wow. Love that, Catherine. I think that idea of you really attracting who you are when you're authentic, you'll find people come out of the woodworks. And that really resonates with me. I sent out a newsletter recently and found that people were so responsive because I really just shared just plainly who I am, not reserving any part of me. And I think that's one of the things that it's is so difficult for us to navigate sometimes. And you really pointed that out. I think you really do find that you're able to step up and be bold in the message that you are sharing and your authentic self, the truth that you know and embrace. And even though it may be different from those that you are connected with and that's reading your material and that's really coming into your space, they're so moved by your authenticity that it leads to such beautiful things and even collaborations. You spoke about community and mentorship and so many people don't recognize the power and the importance of that. And even with us collaborating together, day and you being able to share your expertise, you're bringing another component, another side and perspective that I would not be aware of because I have not walked your walk and I have not lived the life that you've lived. And so recognizing the power in that, like the difference that there is and the message that can be brought forth and the value that can be had when you take time to just share in community and receive what it is that the other person that provides that is of great value. You have your guest post that we're featuring about four things I wish I knew before starting my business. And I loved one of the points. We're just going to share one because we want people to go to the article and see your writing and action and really be compelled to think about these things. That's so important when you hear another person's story and you see how they're able able to not only put words to their journey, but also how they're able to go beyond and to find success and find profitability and to find all the things that we're all longing for in our own lives and in our own businesses. And so I want to point out for the four things that you wish you knew before starting your business, the idea that not all ideas and opportunities are worth pursuing. I know that we get so inundated with sometimes opportunities presented to us and we're excited. Maybe we're in the beginning and we just want to grasp for every little thing that comes our way. But then that leads to not being in alignment sometimes and getting to that place of burnout and preventing yourself from being able to accept the right things when they come your way because you have so much on your plate that maybe you didn't think about before you accepted that opportunity. So I'd love for you to share how directly you were able to sift through and maybe decide, okay, I'm going to say no to this and I'm going to say yes to this and pursue the right things that would lead to profitability and and say no to the wrong things. Yeah, this is a big learning for me as not all things or ideas. Like you mentioned, I have tons of ideas always going and different business ideas 
ideas that I could start and do and all of that. And as a creative or creative person, likely we experience the same thing. And so for me, it goes back to that alignment and really being connected to what my core values are or that big core value is, right? And so starting there, and that really allows me to stay in integrity with the work that I take on and the projects that I take on and the things I say yes to and the things I don't say yes to. But there's another really big piece. So I've got my core values that sort of are like the pillars of integrity is a big one for me, the freedom and the impact. So people's purpose, business, right? So the right type of business, it has to be sort of like a heart-centered or impactful business, people wanting to do good in the world, right? So those are the types of business that I want to work with or attract into my sphere. So those are kind of like three big pillars within my business and fun is another big one for me. And so all of the things with those core values as my driving force, anything that comes into my sphere or ideas that pop into my head or people, you know, wanting to collaborate or that sort of thing, I take that and run those through my core values. But then I also do something that I never ever used to do. And that's listen to my body. And so we have a very powerful gut or intuitive response that we tend to forget or get rid of, right? We're always in that sort of thinking brain. I got to make the decision from up here, right? What's right? What's wrong? What are the pros? What are the cons? Or maybe sometimes we just say yes without even really knowing if it's a heck yes or a no. And so that goes back to, for me, it's meditation. It's really having a routine or a practice where I'm like either reconnecting with nature or I'm meditating or I'm spending time in the morning in silence, all of setting intentions, journaling, that sort of thing, which really allows me to sort of like tap into my intuition and that gut response, I can tell pretty quickly in my body what's a heck yes, what's a meh, and what's an, a hard no. I can feel it in my body. And so reconnecting with that gut response or intuition was a big one for me because I was a yes person for a very long time. I didn't want to make anybody feel bad. I didn't want to say no felt really hard. And so that is a big learning for me because like I said, not all ideas are worth pursuing. Some are meant just to stay in the idea stage. And sometimes we can say yes to a lot of things. And like you said, we actually end up blocking what we're meant to receive. Now our plate is full and we can't take on the thing that we wanted. And the minute I actually stopped saying yes to everything is when really great opportunities started to pop up, especially this new year from January until now, like some really big contracts popped up that had I said yes to other things, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have had the capacity to take on those projects, which now has allowed me to hire a VA and hire support in my business. And so it's really, yeah, staying in alignment, knowing, listening to your, your, your body that it's, not all decisions are meant to be made with our brain. I really enjoy and I see so many of us, we do going back to that same idea of being grounded. And I know you mentioned that meditation. And for those who are believers, just recognizing there is that sense of being able to hear as believers, God's voice, like, okay, is this what you are led to pursue? We never want to run ourselves ragged or spread ourselves so thin. We want to be effective and we really want to be able to impact and show up as our best selves. As you're pointing out, there's so many ways to really eradicate and break down that force that you can be and become yeah. if you say yes to the right things. And so I want you to share with us, even for the work that you've 
been doing. And this is a part of the Writing Well series that is also grant funded. And so many people will come even to me and say, oh, wow, how do you get these opportunities to be able to get some of these grants? And you're getting these contracts and being becoming profitable so that you are able to do what you're passionate about doing and yeah. seeing your dreams become a reality. And so I'd love for you to share from your perspective with all the wisdom and experience you've had leading up until now. We've talked about putting yourself out there. We've talked about just really being able to be at a space where you understand your alignment, who you are called to serve, being your authentic self. What does writing well mean to you, even as a copywriter and with the book that you've published and even with the articles that you write and the people that you are serving when you write and you represent them with those contracts, what does writing well mean to you and look like for you? Yeah. So writing well to me is really evoking sort of emotion or feeling through story in some capacity, and it does not have to be perfect. So I would rather read a really compelling story article, listen to a really compelling podcast where there are maybe mistakes or a typo here or a typo there than something that's perfectly polished and sterile and doesn't really have sort of any feeling or emotion behind it. So for me, writing well is really sharing, like I said, that compelling story that has the ability to make an impact for whatever reason, on your audience, on communities, whatever it might be. And that's what really writing well is for me. And the definition of writing well, it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, I'd rather it not be perfect. I'd rather it be off the cuff because I think that's who we are. We're humans, right? Perfection to me is an illusion. And being able to obviously read it well too. We want to be able to read it. Mm -hmm. So there is some style that goes into that, but it really starts for me with a really good, compelling story that has the ability to make an impact impact on your audience or change maybe their beliefs or change the way that they're doing something or encourage them and empower and inspire them to to do what they want to do. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That compelling story. Let that be that framework for how you go ahead and convey the words that are coming forth to the readers who are receiving it. And they're really compelled to action or to have a certain emotion. I really love that you even said that the idea of perfection is an illusion and we do want to be so real with our words. I'd love for you to share any final words that you feel represent you as a writer and with the work that you do, which is so incredible, Catherine. I do commend you. And I'm just so grateful that you've even contributed your gift, your skill to our blog. So we're able to really showcase and have people think further on something that is so vital in terms of the steps that they need to take and the things they need to reflect on. And so I want you to just share any last words before we have them find out ways to connect with you. I'd love for you to definitely share any last words for our fearless creators who are still trying to figure out how they can profit from what they're passionate about. Yeah, I guess any final words I have for creatives or creators out there, fearless creators, is just to get out there and create your content, create whatever it is that you need to create. That's the only way you're going to learn or grow or profit is to figure out really what makes an impact on your audience, what attracts your audience, right? So oftentimes people come to me and they say, how do I create content that's compelling and that lands with my audience? And I say, start creating content. 
because the only way to know and to learn and to grow and to figure out what works and what doesn't in your business, what's profitable, what isn't profitable is by taking the action to do that. And oftentimes we get so in our own heads and in our own minds, we allow that fear to stop us from doing the things that we're meant to do, gifted to do and to put ourselves out there. And so it's really just going out there and doing it and taking that action and doing it, that aligned action in creating whatever it is that you're creating and that you were given these gifts to share with the world. And so go out there and make that impact. Awesome. Awesome. And how can people connect with you? You know, you have your book on Amazon, you have your website. I want you to give that final call to action of how people can connect with you. Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Facebook and Instagram at Creatively Owned is where you can find me. Well, it's been such a delight chatting with you again today. And we did do a live stream and just so incredible having an opportunity to learn and to have those who are tuning in to glean from you. And we just want to encourage you if you're watching this and you're viewing this or you're listening just to be encouraged to not only be fearless in creating the content that is necessary, as Catherine was saying, so that your people can find you, but recognizing that you are able to impact your world with your words. And do not hesitate in simply brainstorming, getting the words that are sometimes flailing around in your mind out on paper. Get a practice, as Catherine was pointing out, whether it's journaling, meditating, and finding time to get in tune with the message that you know you are called to spread and to share. And being in alignment is what's going to lead you to that place of operating your passion and then eventually seeing profitability. We hope that definitely this episode and this opportunity, this interview has really encouraged you. We want to continue to hear from you and connect with my sis and, you know, my friend now, Catherine. And we're looking forward to just continuing to help you on this journey to writing well. Thank you. Now for some fearless takeaways. We had so many incredible takeaways in this interview, and we're going to take time to focus on a few here that I hope you have already been able to take note of. If not, I want you to grab your pen, radiant pearl pen, or your own form of note taking so that you will not forget the messages and the really incredible ways that you're able to move and propel from passion to profit. Actively find ways to share your gifts and talents of writing with the world. Find your purpose in this season. Push past the hurdles and naysayers even in your own young journey. Writer's block, what exactly is that? And how can you conquer that dreaded state? Are you holding on to judgment and things you've heard or were told you can't do as a child and even now? Think about it. Sometimes it's easier to share someone else's story where you are far removed from the characters and it doesn't require exploring deeper into your own self, shortcomings, and deeply rooted and sometimes painful longings. Write your story from your perspective, your experience. Let go of trying to get it perfect the first time. Writing, creating, and creation is a process. Have the words flow through you because you're not forcing yourself because that resistance creates the blocks. 
Inspiration comes when you get out into nature, meditating and just doing other things like cooking, not when you're sitting there trying to force an article or a story. Brainstorming and brain dumping is so important. You can build a business around your creative expression. Give up the deep conditioning that the arts don't make money or creative work doesn't make money. That is the starving artist mentality. Be in alignment with the kind of business you want to lead. What do you always come back to as a passion? What is that natural thing that you're good at? or people come to you and ask you questions about what lights you up when you're in your work. Because people always say burnout comes from working too hard, but burnout comes from doing the wrong kind of work. Get really confident in who you are and what you stand for and overcome self-criticism or family expectations. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded, but also have mentors of your own to guide you, help you and support you. Know who you are and what you're gifted to do, especially in this season. Writing is a process. You get better over time. If you do it long enough, if you're consistent with it and you just keep working at it, how are you going to get to that place where you're truly proud of the work that you're producing if you don't start somewhere? Create the content and put it out there, knowing that you're likely going to get judged at some point. It's a good thing when you get judged for something or someone doesn't agree with you because then you know you're creating content that is creating an impact. It's triggering something in them to create the judgment or to form the judgment and then to take action and you will start seeing profit. If you don't share your story and you don't put your content out there in the most truthful, authentic way possible, then you're actually doing your audience a disservice because by showing up in the most authentic, truthful way, you're inspiring others to do the same. There is power in community and mentorship. Understand that not all ideas and opportunities are worth pursuing. Learn more about this very idea from the guest post article that our featured guest wrote for the Fearless Creator blog. Check to see if the opportunities and ideas you have align with the core values. Have a routine that will allow you to be in tune with what your body says before you accept certain opportunities that come your way. Some ideas are meant to stay in the idea stage. When you stop saying yes to everything, really great opportunities will come your way. Get out there and create the content. That's the only way you're going to learn or grow or profit is to figure out what really makes an impact on your audience. How do you learn what attracts your audience? How do you and I create content that's compelling and that lands with our audience? Simply start creating content. The only way to know and to learn and to grow and to figure out what works and what doesn't work in your business and what's profitable and what isn't profitable is by taking the action to create content. As we continue to share multi-generational stories that inspire, I want to invite you to tell a friend about this podcast. Tag me on Instagram or Facebook. What was your greatest takeaway that we shared today? When it comes to sharing your personal story and recognizing that you are able to propel yourself from a place of just passion to profit. Remember, we love being social and hearing from you. So do connect with each other and me on Instagram at Lady Stacey 
Macy's Aunt, where I personally respond and reshare your highlights of your takeaways when you tag me. You can also connect at the Fearless Creator Facebook page and group, and we do have a clubhouse group as well. I love hearing the voices and the connections we're making over there as we have our weekly meetings and gatherings and holding each other accountable in the content that we create as Fearless Creators. Simply use hashtag the Fearless Creator for a chance to be featured if you do tag us on any social media outlets. I do look forward to connecting with you and just continually inspiring you to fearlessly create. Thank you.